Hi, this is Dr. Ed Hill, and I want to welcome you to This Week in the Word. Let's take our Bibles and let's get started right away and make good use of our time. And let's, let's stay in the book of Psalms in the middle of your Bible. And let's turn to Psalm 1, the first Psalm. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 1. This is a great psalm. This is a great psalm to help you get rooted down in the Lord, like that tree that he spoke about. If you are already trusting Christ as your Savior and Lord, you're trusting his finished work for you on the cross where he he paid for your sin with his own life. He died, he was buried, he rose again the third day, and he's returning. This is the gospel. If you are trusting Christ like that, relying completely upon him for your sin to be covered and to, to be saved, then you can claim what's in Psalm chapter 1. Now, if you're saying, Ed, I don't know if I buy into all of that. I'm not really, that doesn't really describe me. Then, then you are the other person described in chapter 1. You are the ungodly. That means that you are not trusting Christ. You are not on God's side. And we, we hope you will come to Christ. But I want to show you the difference between these two people. The, the man that is trusting Christ, or the, the lady, or the teenager, the child that is trusting Christ, is blessed. They're just a, I don't even need to define that. Just the blessings of God is upon that person because they're not walking in the counsel or the advice of the ungodly. That, that is, whatever the world says is the right thing to do, which is usually the opposite of what God says to do, they don't take that advice. They don't follow that counsel, what might be the prevailing opinion poll right now or where things are trending in social media. It's like, no, I don't care about that. I know what God says, and I'm going to follow God. That's what the righteous person does. They don't stand in the way of sinners. That is, um, th their close relationships and their friendships and the, the people that influence them and mentor them are people who want the Lord's best in their life just like they want. So they, they, have, um, they don't have the wrong kind of um, influences and mentorship. They have the right kind of 
people around them. And they don't sit in the seat of the scornful. The scornful dismiss the things of God. They mock the things of God. They mock the people of God. And we even see that, we see that openly now in the media and um, in, in broadcasting and so forth. And a lot of times from uh, leaders in our country, alleged leaders in our country, who, who mock the truth, mock God, mock the Bible, mock Christians, that's okay. It's free country, they can do that. But you're not like that because you're trusting Christ. You don't sit in the seat of the scornful. When everybody's laughing at the things of God, you're trusting God. You're believing God. That's you. Keep on keeping on, my brother, my sister. Verse 2. This describes you if you're trusting Christ. Your delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, to just kind of make that very practical, you love the Bible. You love the Word of God. You think about God's Word. You know, the very fact that you are listening to this podcast this week in the Word, you want to know the Word better. You want to be encouraged. You want to be uh, all you can be for the Lord and in His service. So you you delight in the law of the Lord. And in His law, you you are thinking about that and, and ruminating over it like a cow chews its cud, really getting the, the full value out of the Word. You're thinking about how does that apply to this business deal? How does that apply to my relationships with family and friends? How does that... Um, impact the way I behave on the sports field or, or on my Facebook account. It makes a difference when you're really trusting Christ. Because now you have, um, you have a guidebook to follow. In the movie Saving Private Ryan, when Captain John Miller goes um, finally finds Private Ryan, they have to defend against a German attack that's on its way. And they're trying to come up with ideas because they're running out of everything they need. That's when you know you're in combat, by the way. And um, so Captain John Miller suggests that they can use sticky bombs to blow up the uh, tracks off of the tanks, the German tanks that would be coming. And one of the soldiers, there's a great line in the movie, he says, Well, begging the captain's pardon, sir, we're a little short on army field manuals right now. Because you see, Captain, captain Miller had just said earlier, well, yeah, it's real, look it up, it's in the army field manual. And he said, well, we happen to be a little short on those right now. Could, could the captain please enlighten us? And then he explained how they were going to make those. Well, hey, guess what? We have... God's army field manual right here. And you think about it, you follow it, and maybe you're about to make a, a boneheaded decision or do something the wrong way, and you think about what you read this morning in your Bible or what you read earlier in the week. Say, no, I don't need to do it that way. I need to do it this way. Because you're following what's right. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. God likens you to that tree that's planted where it has a, a constant source of water so it can grow and be fruitful. And he says here that you, you'll bring forth your fruit, you know, at the right time. You may look at your life right now and just say, well, it doesn't seem very fruitful right now. Keep on keeping on. 
stay rooted down with the Lord, drawing on His water of life. And when the right time comes, you'll bear fruit. Your, your leaf won't weather. And frankly, God says here an astonishing, mind-blowing thing, whatever you do will prosper. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's in Matthew 6.33. What Jesus was saying there is first priority is the kingdom of God, and God will give you all the other things you need. Well, that's, that's the same thing we have here. When you are you are ignoring what the godless world system says, you're paying attention to what God says, you stay rooted down in Him, drawing on His life-giving water, you're going to bear fruit in your season, and whatever you put your hand to is going to succeed. Because, first of all, it'll make you more discerning about what you get involved in, you know, like where you work or what you do for a living, the decisions you make about, you know, where are we going to live and go to school, all of these important things, you know, who will you you marry and just everything that has to do with a successful life. God guides those who root themselves down in Him and His Word. And, and He says, frankly, when you're doing that, everything you do is going to end up you know, you're going to choose the right things and you're going to be blessed. You're, you're going to prosper. But then the contrast are those that, if we're looking at the, at the godly man, because that's who he is and what he does, well, in verse 4, God says, well, let's look just a minute at the ungodly man. That is the man who God is not in his life. God is not important to him. The Word of God, you know, he, he uh, dismisses it with a shrug, yeah, whatever. Well, that guy is a certain way too. That gal is a certain way too. The ungodly are not so. They're not like what has just been described, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Now, the people that this was written to immediately in the Middle East would have immediately understood what that meant, where uh, wheat would be beaten uh, you know, corn would be beaten, they, they throw it up, and uh, the, the, what they want is heavier, so it falls to the ground, but the wind blows away the, the husk and the chaff and, this, you know, the stuff they don't want. Well, God says, hey, people who, who mock me, despise me, follow what the world says, that's more important than what I say. He says, to me, they're like, they're like the chaff the wind blows away. I mean, they're just not going to make it. And then in verse 5, it says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. In other words, when let's apply it this way. Think of when we all stand before the Lord. And I'm not going to get into uh, eschatological things, you know, prophecy and when all of this happens. We'll do that at another time. But everybody's going to stand before the Lord. And every single person who's ever been born or ever is going to be born after this, every single person will be forced to bow their knee to King Jesus, period. No exceptions, everybody. Gladly, we bow our knees in this life and we love the Lord and we trust Him 
and and we will we will not only bow before him in eternity we will throw ourselves on our faces before him because we reverence him we love him and we trust him but the ungodly have to be forced and they will be to bow their knee to king jesus and admit and say the words jesus is lord Imagine that you were in that position. That you lived your whole life standing up against God. And finally, because of the just a sheer reality of who God is, and He is in charge, friends, that you would be forced to admit that. But it wouldn't save you because you, you exited life without Christ as your Savior and Lord. You would not only be forced to admit that, you would spend an eternity apart from Him. You would not be in heaven. You would be in that place that Jesus warned about with tears called hell. Ed, do you think hell's a real place? Jesus said it was real. Absolutely. And the biggest thing about hell is not its physical aspects, or its location, is that it is completely apart from the love of God. Completely cut off. And that's where the ungodly end up. But if you're concerned about that, you should cry out to Jesus Christ today to save you, to come into your life and be your Savior and Lord. You bow your knee in this life to Him, and you won't have to worry about that in the afterlife. You'll be with him, and you gladly will bow before him and even uh, fall on your face before him. But the ungodly don't plan on doing it. They don't want to do it, and uh, but they're going to be forced to, but it'll be too late in eternity. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. My prayer today is if you're listening and you you have never actually really trusted Christ, and you know that in your own heart, if that's you. You could be a teenager, you could be a senior adult, you could still be in your family raising and, you know, career years and all of that. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. If you know you need Christ and the weight of your sin has weighed you down, turn to Him today. Cry out to Him to save you, and He will. And that would be my prayer for you. Thank you so much for listening in today to This Week in the Word. This is Dr. Ed Hill and we'll see you as we take another study here in a few days. God bless you, and have a wonderful day and a wonderful week in Christ.